You are listening to the Mom and Dad Podcast. A podcast about balance, growth, and navigating through your 20s and 30s. And maybe that's why the hustle culture has gotten so much popularity because, again, it's like a form of laziness where you don't really have to be consistent to one thing because you're constantly shifting your focus to a new thing. And it's just, you know, doing, doing more. Okay, I kind of finished this, kind of jerry-rigged it, threw it together, let's jump to the next task, as opposed to really taking time to finish this and do this thing well. All right, welcome to the Mom and Dad podcast. First ever. Our first ever episode. We're excited about this. We are really excited. Even more so after having recorded the first episode. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, there's definitely a lot that we're going to learn from each other mm-hmm. because we don't normally have conversations like this. Where we're, <laughs> well, we do. Yeah, but it's not just... in such a structured, well, I guess it's kind of free form, but I don't know. There's a lot that I'm, that I'm learning from you that I feel like you wouldn't say to me in a normal conversation. I guess so. Yeah, and maybe that's a good place to kind of explain why we decided to start this podcast in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we so we we actually made the decision to start this podcast because you know we feel that there's kind of a stigma out there that you know once you become a parent, you have to sacrifice all of your passions to be a good parent, and we just feel like that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's probably no different. You know than any other excuse that anyone uses for, you know, not trying to become the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, that was what initially sparked the idea. It was your idea. I guess what, what was the initial spark for you that made you want to do it? Um, well, honestly, I saw a post on Instagram and it said, uh, what is it? podcasts in the next certain amount of time like it's gonna be this is just a really good time to get into podcasting trending it's trending on the trend it's trending but it's also something that i enjoy listening to yeah um something that i take value from and i i think we all have something to say we all have a story we all have things that we've learned in our life like let's share those things and I, th- I think that's, it's a good way for us to get to know each other better as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that we really made a conscious effort when deciding to start this, that we didn't want it to just be our opinions mm-hmm. and just us spouting that because I feel like there's too much of that in the world where opinion is fact. And just because people believe it and they're convic- you know, they're convincing that other people follow. And so uh, uh, there's a sales consultant named Brian Tracy. Um, and he says in one of his books called The Psychology of Selling, he says, success leaves tracks. And I think that this podcast, a good way of describing it is it's a journey of us sort of following those tracks from some of the most influential people and fields ranging from, you know, personal development to relationship growth to financial savvy, um, just, you know, from books that we've read. And I think being able to sort of package those into nice, neat, little bite-sized 45-minute pieces for, for people to consume is going to be really valuable. And mm-hmm. so we're excited to to share that with you. So whether it's, you know, something that you're listening to while you're out running or, you know, working out or in just before car. bed in your car. Yeah. 
Um, we hope that you'll find, you know, a lot of value sort of coming on this little journey with us. Yeah. Finding tools. Yeah. Tools to help you wherever you are. Yeah. Um, Cause we are also learning. Yeah. Like we're don't learning. take yeah. us as experts. Like we are just sharing what we are learning on our journey and getting it out there. Yeah. Cause it's helpful. It is. And I think the, the stuff that we're, we've learned and have been continuing to learn over the past several years has been really valuable for us and we're excited mm-hmm. to share it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so come along with us as we, as we make this journey, it's going to be a year, one episode a week for a year. Yeah. That's our goal. So if it, if it is not going so well after a year, you'll never hear from us again. Yeah. <laughs> so we're only asking for a year. Of Just time. One, <laughs> one solid year and then we'll be out of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway so now yeah just maybe just to kick off this episode we're really really excited about this one because it was the first one we weren't exactly sure how it was gonna go can we explain where we are right now yeah we can talk about it okay so we are we have put our child remy to bed mm-hmm. which is so we're gonna be doing it um once he goes to bed we're gonna come into our basement and we're gonna record these podcasts and we are currently in our basement unfinished that is basement. <laughs> that is unfinished probably will remain unfinished yep. for sometime who knows who yeah. knows if we'll ever even finish it yeah. i like it i kind of like it too it's yeah. a good vibe it's a good vibe for a podcast yeah yeah so we are in our unfinished basement right now um just want to make you feel like you're here with us yeah cuz who doesn't want to be in an, in unfinished, an unfinished basement. basement. Strangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah. And okay. Well, let's explain a little bit. Just a little teaser of what this podcast will have. Yeah. So this one, it was it was really a fun one because obviously, again, it was the first one. We didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about the hustle culture. Yeah. And if you haven't heard that before, we'll explain. What it is. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. You should know. Yeah, you should know. From us saying it. But if you don't, (laughs) we're going to go into into, in-depth into the pros and cons of the hustle culture. Because it's not what... I think we went into it thinking, okay, we're just going to trash the hustle culture because it's (laughs) all bad. Yeah. But reflecting on some of the positive things that it's brought us to be in those times where we're just going, going, going. Mm -hmm. um, As we've realized how much it's helped us to grow together. And for me, the big yeah. surprise was how much it's helped you. Mm-hmm. Um, not really much, technically being in it, but just like being a part a, of it. An observer. Yeah. And then, we'll get into it. Yeah. And we'll also, we're talking about smart hustle, which is kind of the flip side of the, of the coin and what we can learn from that, because there's a new sort of movement of people that are, you know, maybe kind of pushing back a little bit against this you know, hustle culture that has become so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to dive into some of the positive things that we've learned about smart hustle and how to yeah. hustle work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's get into it. Yeah, I'm excited. First question I have for you is we are going to be talking about the hustle culture to start. Um, and Justin, I feel like you have a lot more experience with this. Um, just in your work setting, you've had the pressure of 
and just have been a part of the hustle culture with door to door. So how would you define it? It's just the idea that you always have to be out of your comfort zone. And if Mm -hmm. you're, if you feel comfortable, you need to stop. (laughs) You need to do something else. Yeah. Or just being busy um, because that's kind of what we put value on a lot of times. Um, is just doing more. And I think that doing more doesn't always equate to being more effective. A lot of times it can mean being more efficient, but I think there's a big difference between those two. And if, if you're just being efficient, you, you can kind of be on autopilot and then you end up not really, not really focusing on your, you know, your long-term goal. You're just sort of in the moment, just trying to stay as busy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's definitely a danger in that. And that's, I mean, that's in an, in and of itself a form of laziness to just be doing something at all times because it's easier to just do than to take a step back, refocus and think about, you know, what do I need to be doing? Like what's the most valuable use of my time right now? And taking time to think takes a lot of discipline and effort. And I think most of the time we, ju- we just don't do it. And so we've put a premium on, you know, the, the hustle culture, I think partly because of that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, personal experiences of where you felt you were just busy and not really being productive? Yeah, I mean, I think so living in Mexico City as a missionary, your whole day is is structured. For those of you who don't know anything about being a missionary, you wake up at 6.30 and you're pretty much going nonstop until 10.30 or 11 at night, seven days a week. Um, And that was something that was very, I think it was very useful for me to learn. Um, But when I got home, I tried to keep doing that. And I would wake up at like 5.30 in the morning and then I would just try and, I would try and say yes to everything that I could. Like every service project or every um, opportunity to get involved in like a student club at school or just any anything that I could do, I was always just trying to be on and trying to be busy. And it got to the point where I was just like, I wasn't doing anything well because I was so focused on going all the time that I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then I just ended up, I, I feel like I just wasted a lot of time Um, especially with my schooling, like school just was kind of the thing that I cared least about. And so that's the thing where I just, I just let that suffer. Mm -hmm. So there was, there was like no balance in my life at all. I was just always trying to stay busy, which was almost like an addiction at that point. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get anything done. And I knew deep down that it was ineffective, but my mind wouldn't let me accept anything else because I was like, if you slow down, you're going to get comfortable. And if you get comfortable, then you're you're done. Like you have to stay busy. You're going to get lazy. Yeah. I'm going to get lazy. Yeah. So. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Looking back, I don't know why. I don't know why I was so obsessed with that, but it just, it just was. Well, do you think you were trained to be that way? I mean, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of, um, I've heard the term hustle porn, which mm-hmm. is kind of a gross term, but, um, it's essentially the, like the motivational videos or, you know, all of the things that you, you see where they're saying like, oh, there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. And, you know, videos like that, I think there's. Which you were all about. Yeah. And part, like, I still enjoy those videos because they're like a, 
like an emotional energy drink for, you know, for a quick boost of, of motivation. But I think if you don't understand how to balance and understand that though, that's not the way you're supposed to be 100% of the time, then Mm -hmm. you're, you're just going to end up crashing like I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's just not sustainable. Not sustainable. But I mean, it does hard work, I think is something that we don't really have i mean we we work hard like a lot of you know the millennial generation we do have work ethic i think a lot of us but i think a lot has changed from you know the 1900 to 1920s when you know the majority of people still lived in rural communities and they were farming or they were helping their parents you know work on a farm or things like that where they woke up at the crack of dawn and there was just a, a work ethic that was part of life Mm-hmm. And now I think we're almost trying to like regain that by trying to stay busy, but it's not, there is so much more that we can do with our time because of all the, the comforts of like modern society mm-hmm. and technology that it's not necessary to just be working all the time. And even back then, like they didn't work all the time. They just had good work ethic. And so I think we need to find a new balance of what that, what that looks like. And I guess that's kind of what we're, what we're talking about today but yeah and, and i guess maybe a good question for you what what pros and cons do you see kind of from your perspective of you know the hustle culture because you're trying to do a lot of different things right now too so i feel like i've experienced it more from an outside perspective like watching you because i don't i don't feel like i necessarily have the personality to constantly be going like I need my naps. Like that's important to me. Um, like rest is important to me. So I took, I went onto the web to find my, my pros and cons. And it was so funny because I searched it on Google and I'm searching for pros. I'm like, what are the pros of hustle culture? And literally everything that popped up was like how hustle culture is ruining all the, like everything was just, just cons of hustle culture. So if you're not looking for the cons, I guess, or if scratch that. Okay. So I think I know what you're saying. Like if you're not, if you're just looking for motivational videos, you're not going to come across like all the negative stuff that's posted. All the con articles Uh about hustle culture. Yeah. And you'd probably disregard them because you're like, no, like this is, this is how you do it. This is how you, you drink Kool-Aid. You'd be successful. And uh, I have another question for you, actually. What about my cons? Oh, you're still on your cons? Go ahead. Yeah. I didn't even say one yet. Okay. So I was thinking, well, I actually was reading this from an article, which I will link in the show notes, um, wherever that is. I (laughs) haven't put together this podcast yet, so we'll see where the show notes are. So if you want to find it there, you'll find it there. But I was thinking, what's even the point of hustle culture? And I was thinking the point is you work extremely hard to afford to spend free time later, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then looking in at your hustle when you were going, it's like, okay, when does that time come? When does that that free time come? Mm -hmm. Because say door to door, like the whole thing is work hard, work hard all summer long. And then you have this whole, you have several months off Mm -hmm. to do whatever you want. And it's like, mm, not really, because now you're recruiting and you're, you know, there's, there's things to do. Yeah. And also when you actually do stop, how do you feel? 
Yeah, you just you can't really stop at that point because you're conditioned to. Do you did, when you stopped? Did you feel anxious? Yeah, I mean, at first you you'll have like, I mean, summer sales for anyone who doesn't know what it's like is four months of just nonstop, you know, going door to door and trying to make as many sales as you can before the summer's over. Um, I sold pest control, but when you get done, you have like a week or two where you feel absolutely fantastic because mm-hmm. you're like, I did it. And then you start to basically you end the summer and you're like, I never want to do that again. Like I'm never going to knock another door. And then like a month later you start to think about, Oh yeah, well I made really good money and you're not working at that point. And you're like, yeah, I could do another summer. And you start to get sort of excited about going back. And I think that's kind of the, the delusion that we put ourselves into with, you know, things like that, where it's, a, 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 I mean, it's kind of like, you know, endurance athletes, they have the same thing, I think, where they, you know, they run a 26 mile marathon and they hate every second of it, or it's just excruciating. And then they get done and then they feel so good that they, you know, they want to start doing it again. And so mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what it attracts, but yeah, it's definitely, it's not something that you can feel after that two weeks or so off where you feel great. You're definitely itching to get back working. And well, I guess you could say that's a pro then. I didn't have very many pros, but learning endurance mm-hmm. through hard things. Yeah. And it's definitely not to say that like door to door is a bad thing. I think mm-hmm. that door to door actually helped me to kind of hone it because before, like when I first got back from my mission, I had, I was just like, rudderless i was just spinning my wheels trying to stay as busy as possible and i had a million different ideas and i was trying to do all of them at once like i wanted to start a business and i wanted to you know start um recording music and performing and you know all of these different things starting student clubs and things like that and i think that when i got into summer sales it helped me to sort of focus on because you have to be focused on a long-term goal in summer sales but you also have to just take it day by day Mm-hmm. So you have to like have this huge, you know, I want to make 300 sales this summer, this huge goal on the horizon, always in the back of your mind. But then as you're going through it, you, you cannot think about the rest of the summer because it's just too daunting. So you have to just focus on then, you know, the very next moment that you can control. And so I the think next that's, door. yeah. And, and every morning you have to like sort of train yourself to just think about that day. And so there's a ton of, of really great benefits. I wouldn't ever say that I, I regret my time in door to door. Um, what I regret is trying so hard to always stay out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like I made that the focal point of everything that I did. And I always used it as a gauge for it's like, if I'm comfortable, I'm doing something wrong. And so I mm-hmm. need to be uncomfortable. And that completely disregards, you know, being you know, figuring out what the best use of your time is, mm-hmm. you know. So. I remember when we were dating, you told me that you would eat oatmeal every morning mm-hmm. because you hated oatmeal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what was the idea behind that? If you do something that you hate in the morning, then you're... The rest of your days. The rest of your days easier. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. But another con that I found was you're constantly under stress. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we'll get more into it later on, at, um, just the negative side effects that come from stress and how you can't be fully 
in something or you can't be fully effective in something if you're constantly stressed out. Mm-hmm. Your options are limited. Yeah, like there's a certain point of stress that sharpens you, but if it, if you have too much of it, then it's just, it just fries your circuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing about you that I've always, I think has kind of balanced me out because you you have always seemed to have a good grasp on like doing things that were meaningful to you. And so I think that's part of the reason why we ended up together is because I needed someone to kind of balance me out. I needed someone to make me more straight. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess thinking about it, like what, what have you learned about, you know, being more into the hustle culture coming from a sort of a background where you weren't, you never felt compelled to, to be on at all times like Mm -hmm. that. Like what, how have you found the balance to like do, because I feel like you've become really good at balancing that and like really staying disciplined and working hard on the projects that you're working on with videography and all of that. So how, how have you found a balance kind of coming from the opposite direction? Well, I, I feel like you've influenced me a lot. Um, I don't know. I've, because of you, I feel like I have more of this, entrepreneur side to me that I didn't really know that I had Mm. that it excites me to like want to build something on my own Mm -hmm. and I didn't really have well now that I found this new this new side of me I didn't have the tools to um, discipline myself and to make it a reality Mm -hmm. to like actually build something on my own which in the past like that was never even a thought I don't know like I had dreams but I never expected them to be a reality and like to do it for myself. And then um, I see you like knocking doors and working really hard mm-hmm. at something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I want to, I kind of want to help. Like I want to feel like I'm contributing to this family and feel like I'm continually progressing. And once I kind of, cause in door to door, there's, all of that self self help stuff, yeah. And once I just like was listening in and heard stuff, I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of cool. And so I, I don't know, I just started reading books, and I'm like, this stuff is actually super helpful. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel yeah, like you it's used to be super against it. And then when I would, I think it was when you started managing the social media for the company that you. You were like in the trainings and whatnot and you yeah. would start to hear things. And I think that's where mm-hmm. I saw you start to take interest. Yeah. And then I just, I started reading books and I started following other people who were really into development, self-development and all that stuff. And I, and the thing is like, I consider myself not to have a great memory and I hate to say that, that I have a great, I have a bad memory because then I just will have a bad memory. Mm-hmm. But I think it's genetic. Like, my family, all we just all have really bad memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't say that again. I have a great memory. <laughs> what was I going with that? Oh, so I, I don't expect myself when I read, like, a self-help book to just take everything and apply it to my life. Like, everything that I read, I have to apply. Like, I don't do it that way. I just surround myself with it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just let my subconscious take over. That makes sense. And obviously that has helped me mm-hmm. because I feel like I've become more disciplined and Remy has definitely helped with that. Like I have minimal time to yeah. get things done. 
that yep. it's like when I have that time, I take it really seriously. And I'm like, this is kind of my only opportunity. I'm going to work hard right now. Yeah. So I guess I was just influenced by you a lot and by your work and just being. Just kind of influenced you through osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. And so obviously the goal of this is not to talk about how, like, how bad summer sales is because I no. think summer sales is great. And I yeah. think it's, it's actually from this conversation, I'm realizing that it's influenced both of us yeah. a lot, you know, like yeah. a lot more than I I'd, I'd realized, especially how much it influenced you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even do it. I didn't even knock any doors. And you were, yeah, but you were around, like you yeah. were part of the team. Um, so now, you know, looking forward, obviously I still work in sales. You're, you know, you have a videography business and you do, you know, the Instagram thing and whatnot. Now taking the lessons that we've learned from, you know, being solely efficient and trying to do more always to now trying to, I feel like we both have shifted to trying to just be a little bit more conscious of what's the most important thing we should be doing. And Mm -hmm. I think Remy again has helped with that Mm because we do have less time, less free time. How we had so much time before him. I don't even understand how much time we had. Now I just feel like we're completely blocked up. But anyway. I actually prefer that though. I do too. I feel like if I if I have too much time, yeah. then I go into that that stress mode where I have to be busy all the time and mm-hmm. I just get exhausted. Yeah. And I feel like if I have little time available, then I, it's easier for me to just be like, okay, I only have this much time. I have to accomplish this. And it forces you to be more effective as opposed to efficient. Yeah. And he also encourages to for us to take a break because I feel guilty and of course I want it like I want to spend time with him and I want to spend quality time with him mm-hmm. so it's not just like oh I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna do something lazy you know it's like mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna take a break and be with my child for a minute you know yeah, yeah and then I'll never feel guilty for spending time with Remy instead yeah. of like trying to accomplish something yeah and I think, yeah, obviously kids are super helpful for that. Mm-hmm. I think also just, you know, things that we've been learning and reading uh, over the past year or two, at least for me, have really sort of shifted my focus on that. And so and now I guess we can kind of transition into smart hustle mm-hmm. um, and sort of how to accomplish more by doing less. But I guess. You Do you know, want to define that one? Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm reading the Effective Executive right now by Peter Drucker, and he he's passed away. But um, in the book, he talks about uh, essentially the way that the most effective. He was one of the most effective business consultants um, in you know in history. Um, well, in the history of business consultants, which is probably the you know the 19th 20th century. Um, but essentially, he he talks about how most people start with planning. Like if they want to accomplish something or they want to feel feel productive, they start with a a plan. So they write down a plan, and he says that's that's a backwards way of doing it, because the plan always remains on paper, and it's just sort of created in a vacuum. And what he recommends doing in the book is instead of starting with um, your tasks or like a list of tasks or a plan to accomplish tasks, he recommends starting with your time. 
And so you, you focus on where is my time going? And then you try to find unproductive uses of your time, like actually tracking your time. He says, most people have no idea where their time is going. And when they actually track it, like they track every, they log everything that they're doing. They're always really surprised by how much unproductive use of their time they're, they're doing. So he says, basically track it, figure out the unproductive uses of your time, get rid of them, and then try to, and this part I thought was really interesting. He said, with your, you know, your time after you've gotten rid of the unproductive stuff, figure out the biggest blocks of can, like time that you can be uninterrupted and try to schedule your time with the biggest blocks for the projects that are most important hmm. as opposed to what I feel like the, the hustle culture teaches you, which is like constantly be like multitasking, try to do tasks and you know, break up your day into 15 minute sections. And it's like, try to accomplish something new every 15 minutes. And it's like, that's completely opposite of what he advocates, which is, you know, you, you get into a workflow when you have time, like enough time. But if you're try, constantly shifting focus from different one thing to another, you never get into that workflow. Yeah. And then you just end up being inefficient or you just start to get into your workflow and then you shift to something else. And so he tries to take that time and put it in as big, a, as long of a chunk as possible so that you can get into that workflow. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. So I feel like I've experienced that where with social media, there's so many different platforms that you could constantly be doing something. Mm-hmm. You could constantly just be making content for any of these platforms. And um, I was struggling for, with that for a while. Just mm-hmm. like in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to do this really quick. And then I got to move on to the next thing. And I got to just keep going, going, going. And then um, I kind of just turned it more into a block schedule. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I heard you talk about this or not, but I think you heard it from Tim Ferriss. I think I might've. Yeah. yeah. The four hour work week. He, so yeah, cause he does this. So, um, what I did, um, was I realized I had Remy's naps mm. and I had when Remy goes to bed mm. and sometimes after dinner, you'll watch him. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a ton of stuff to do. So I know in those times, that's when I can be the most productive mm-hmm. and, but I didn't just, what I was doing was I was combining all of these things into those, those tiny time periods. So I had like two hours to get like this, 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 this done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I changed it because of Tim Ferriss, um, to where Mondays I focus on my videography editing Tuesdays. I focus on blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's more specific mm-hmm. and I don't worry about anything else. Like I know this time is meant for editing. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about getting it done really quickly so I can work on the next project. Because mm-hmm. um, that's exactly what Tim Ferriss does is he, he'll like do, what is it? He'll do like emails on Mondays and he'll do just the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that incredibly helpful and my mind isn't as just all over the place. Because yeah. we don't multitask. Like, yeah, we can't. It's you Not just can't though. be effective if you're multitasking. Yeah. No, I I think that's really I think that's probably like the most 
important sort of tenant of this like smart hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's almost like a new movement that I've I've just heard more and more about, and I feel like Tim Ferriss is kind of right at the the head of it. Mm-hmm. And Tim Ferriss is a huge fan of Peter Drucker, and so I think obviously he got it from Peter Drucker, but it's not something that I've heard a lot of um, before before kind of jumping into this newer stuff that I'm reading. And I think that it's it's so important to take like plan out enough time to really make headway on projects instead of constantly just doing a little bit here and then shifting focus. Yeah. If you are wanting to hone in on your time and being more effective with your time, I would definitely recommend the four hour work week. Yeah. And it's a really great executive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But something else. So kind of on the flip side of that is I've noticed that I think I always thought, you know, I'm teaching myself computer programming right now, right? So I have interviewed a lot of computer programmers just to figure out like what made them successful. And most of them are not self-taught. And I feel like I have the discipline to teach myself and I've learned a lot in the, you know, four months or so that I've been doing it. But one of the things that I've noticed is if I just do half an hour a day of really focused, and this is kind of, it sounds like it's counterintuitive to, or like uh, con- contradictory to, you know, what, uh, what we were just talking about, but there's also something to be said for doing a little consistently. And so I think if you plan out time to just chip away at a big project, um, there's also value in that. And so that's also a, a, an interesting point, right? Because we we've seen from, you know, what we've learned and what we've started to apply that if you focus on shifting or if you're constantly shifting your focus, you're never going to accomplish anything. So I think the difference for me this time around with learning computer programming has been instead of trying to, you know, have seven different projects, I think what I would always do is I would have like seven different things that I was trying to do at, at once, like in one day. Like mm-hmm. teach myself computer programming, do that for 20 minutes. Um, you know, write a song, do that for 20 minutes, read a book, you know, learn a sales skill. And now I feel like I'm, I'm making myself finish the task that I'm working on before I'll allow myself to go on to the next, mm-hmm. which is, I think it, it ties into that sort of um, s- schedule as much time as possible for a given task as, as you need, that might not mean just that day. That might mean, oh, you know, schedule a month or two months for you to finish writing an app, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm not focusing on really anything else. That's my extracurricular activity for that month. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm only able to devote, you know, half an hour a day, I feel like it's so help. It's been so helpful for me to not allow myself to go on to a different task until I finish the one I'm working on, no matter how long it takes. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, like I never finished anything. Like I just was constantly, I got, you know, there's that excitement when you get that new idea and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. And then you run with it for like a week and then you shift. Mm-hmm. And so if you're constantly just bouncing around, I think that's the equivalent. It's the same thing as you know, shifting, you know, scheduling your day in 15 minute blocks. It's just over a longer timeline. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's the same principle where you just, you stay committed to something, you give it the time that it needs before you shift to a new venture. Um, and I think 
that's that's something that I'm realizing as well is is really really important. Well, consistency. Mm-hmm. I think consistency is our biggest tool mm-hmm. for success. Yeah, definitely. Doing something just day in day out, doing a little bit, chipping away at it, mm-hmm. and staying focused on the thing that you're accomplishing before you you know get excited and run to the next shiny thing that you want to you want to try. Yeah, that's the word consistency has been going through my head all week this week and hopefully it sticks around longer. But um yeah, I've just been keeping that as my keyword for and it keeps coming back. I'm like, "Oh, I I I'm not going to work out today, but I like told myself I was going to be consistent." Mm-hmm. So whether it was a good workout or not, I did it. <laughs> I did it while we were watching Netflix. I did it. Yep. You did. You did. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think it's a really good point. Yeah. And I think that's also our biggest weakness as yeah. people. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why the hustle culture has gotten so much popularity because again, it's like a form of laziness where you don't really have to be consistent to one thing because you're constantly shifting your focus to a new thing. And it's just, you know, doing doing more okay Mm -hmm. i kind of finished this kind of jerry-rigged it threw it together let's jump to the next task was as opposed to really taking time to finish this and do this thing well did you know i was fired from my first job because i was not consistent yeah i remember you telling me that (laughs) multiple times but you never explained what not consistent meant or what you did yeah well that's just what he told me he's like just basically you can't work here anymore. We, you're just not very consistent. I'm just a 16 year old girl. Like no idea what that means. Job. No more explanation. Than that. I will, I will work on this just to get back at my, my first most. employers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, to kind of wrap up the conversation, I guess tying it all together, how, does all of this change our definition of success and how we'll, we'll work towards it? Well, time, time is our biggest asset. So I would say being effective with our time, really focusing on where we're spending our time and just not overwhelming with, with too many things. Yeah. I think being mindful of what exactly, where our time is going. And for me, the the big realization that I've had during this conversation is how how important what I've kind of stumbled upon, but now I'm realizing the value of it is just finishing one thing before I move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So trying to schedule, you know, the time necessary to do something really, really well and not worrying so much about getting something done, but worrying more about doing it well and giving it the appropriate time still having deadlines, right? Like still having goals and deadlines that we're trying to hit. But I think being realistic about how much time it will take to do something well yeah, and not cutting myself, you know, selling myself short or selling the project short by giving myself less time or allowing myself to shift to something else before it's done, mm-hmm. you know, the way that I want it done and just chipping away at it, you know, half an hour every day for a month or two before. You know, I, I, when I feel like it's ready, then I can move on to the next project. So that's my yeah. takeaway. Yeah, that's great. Well, for um, these podcasts, we wanted to extend a challenge at the end of these podcasts. So we, we will be putting out one a week. 
So these challenges will be meant for you to experiment for a week mm-hmm. with the challenge. So today we are going to challenge you. What was the challenge, Justin? Challenge you to pick, basically analyze your time. Like mm-hmm. for the, this next week, just track where your time is going. And then at the end of the week, ask yourself the question, did I spend my time on the things that are really fulfilling to me? Or with my discretionary time, the time that, you know, I can free up, that I might be spending, you know, watching uh, TikTok or some, something <laughs> that's not helping me. Is that really the best use of my time? And if not, find a project that you can devote yourself to during that time and give yourself the appropriate amount of time to finish it well. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it's a long winded way of saying basically track your time and then you know find something that you want to dedicate your free time to yeah so yeah that's and i think we're going to start putting together a way for people to message in and tell us you know how things are going for them because i'd be yeah. really interesting to hear mm-hmm. or really interested to hear you know how how these little experiments work yeah just email us at the mom and dad podcast at gmail.com and we will get your message Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.